The content of this podcast should not be considered financial or investment advice. All interviews and discussions are opinions only, and the podcast has been created without taking into consideration the listener's financial objectives, financial situation, or needs. Listeners should obtain independent advice before making any financial decisions. G'day, this is Barry Fitzgerald, Garen Perro columnist for Stockhead. Welcome to another edition of the Explorers Podcast. Now, Garen Perro is very happy today he can finally move away from lithium stocks and get into something else of interest. And today it's uh, high purity alumina, uh, specifically the Tampu project owned by Corella Resources over there in uh, the wheat belt of uh, WA, about 35 kilometres north of the town of Beacon which is itself is about 250 kilometres northeast of Perth. Now, Corella is tra- currently trading at around $0.03 cents for a market cap of $14 million. And it's uh, just passed a major milestone with an upgraded uh, resource at Tampu. And to bring us up to speed on it all, we have Tony Cormack, the MD. G'day, Tony. Welcome to the podcast. G'day, Barry. Great to be here with you again, mate. Great. Now, Tony, uh, you've been kicking some goals there in the wheat belt. Tell us about this... Uh, well, shapes up as a bit of a major milestone, really, this uh, mineral resource upgrade. That's right, Barry. So our maiden mineral resource estimate was an inferred mineral resource estimate, and that got us through that first stage of bench um, scale test work to show that we have the quality of material um, based on the, the metallurgical test work and that inferred mineral resource. The board decided to push ahead with a, a really detailed and quite an extensive infill sonic drilling program for the project and that has allowed us to publish an inferred and indicated mineral resource estimate for the project. So the idea behind the upgraded MRE is to underpin uh, a stage one of a mining operation. So we're kicking some goals and we're pushing ahead quite quickly um, and the project is just shaping up um, sensationally. We are going to put that MR, or we are currently putting that MRE through a scoping study, and that should be due for release during this quarter. Okay. Now, uh, just before having a look at what the next steps are, well, you've mentioned the scoping study there, but beyond that, um, just bring investors up to speed uh, about HBA, what it's used for, what the outlook is like. So there's many markets for, for kaolin, which is essentially what the deposit is, but with the, the high purity nature of the Tampu deposit, it's very unique and the deposit is very consistent as in the recent announcement. Um, so we are focused very heavily on a HPA strategy. High purity alumina is used in the, the making LEDs. It's used in lithium-ion batteries. So just getting back to your lithium, we are still on that same thematic. Um, uh, so it's used as separators in batteries to make the batteries last longer. Uh, it minimises the thermal conversion within the, the battery. And uh, it's also used more recently to coat spherical graphite within the lithium-ion battery. So we have that test work going on now. And as I mentioned, we have a very strong HPA strategy, and that really is based on the fact that we have the right feedstock, and that's where we see the value uh, in this space. Okay. Now, uh, feedstock for HPA is really all about the uh, purity. Uh, how's Tampu shape up? So the, the, it's, it's, it's really about the purity when you're talking about HPA. And the main element that you don't want to have in your feedstock is iron. 
um, close, fo- uh, closely followed by copper, nickel, cobalt, um, and of which Tampu has very, very low iron. When it stacks up against uh, our peers in the, in this space, um, we do have something exceptional. Um, and in the the announcement of five nine purity, we've demonstrated that we don't have any copper, nickel, or cobalt in the concentrate. So. This feedstock is very, very special and it certainly meets the, the HPA specification and we've proven that at the bench scale. We will now move into test pit and pilot plant scale operation to demonstrate to potential offtake partners that we can generate this material at volume and we do have a consistent supply. Right, okay. So when you take your kaolin, um, you want to have a, a good strong yield into high-quality HPA feedstock. What's the yield like? At, looking like at Tampu? Yeah, we've got a sensational yield. It's around the 50% mark. It's just a tick under mm-hmm. that. Um, essentially, it's how much clay material are you getting from a screen product uh, from the in-situ kaolin. So uh, every percentage of yield that you get is more tonnage that you're going to get um, per ton out of the ground. So right. um, having a high yield just it, it essentially makes the, the project more economical. So the yield is what what percentage, roughly? It's around 50%, Barry, I can tell you. Okay. It's, it's in the announcement. It's um, Okay, so, so very high yield. But I'm just wondering, what are you left over with? And is that a saleable product at all? That's correct, Barry. So the when you screen off essentially the 50% material um, is, is coarse grain silica, um, so we've screened that material off. You're left off with your, your, your clay component for your HPA feedstock and you're left with a, 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 a coarse grain sand, essentially. We have done test work on that to demonstrate that it's very high purity silica and has the potential to be supply the photovoltaic glass market and other specialised glass markets. So that's quite exciting in terms of um, you know, finding a use for our byproduct. Yeah, okay. Now, um, next steps. You mentioned the scoping study. The likely release time of that? So that will be within this quarter. Um, We're working with the consultants now. We want to make sure we get this right. We're talking about a pretty serious project, so we're we're really getting down into the nitty-gritty with CSA Global. Um, We we expect to be announcing the scoping study in the coming weeks, um, certainly within this quarter. Right, okay. And... You can't just say, put your hand up and say, hey, we've got this H, uh, HPA feedstock. You have to confirm its acceptability into the, that lithium-ion battery chain. What are you guys doing about that? So we currently have test work underway. We're actually um, producing the material and testing it within the batteries. Um, that work is ongoing now, and we expect to release results from that test work later in this year. Um, again, that's a fairly detailed package of work, and it will take some months. But again, it will demonstrate that the suitability of this material for use in lithium-ion batteries. Okay. Now, uh, key to uh, any project, of course, is uh, infrastructure. You're in the wheat uh, wheat belt there, uh, not far from the town of Beacon. Uh, fill us in on what the infrastructure is looking like in that part of the world. Yeah, well, since I spoke to you last, Barry, the company has acquired uh, a major infrastructure package um, from CBH, uh, Cooperative Bulk Handling, um, mm. and that infrastructure, which includes a very large shed, some accommodation infrastructure. Um, it's got three-phase power, bitumen road, so great access. That that infrastructure is located two kilometres from the deposit itself. So 
extremely well located, um, well serviced, um, and we're looking forward to that. That will really assist us with the the test pit and the pilot plant phase. We have a location close to the the, the deposit and close to the town of Beacon, so. Um, we picked it up for a very good price and um, it was potentially a little bit of ahead of schedule, but I think we're, with the pace that we're going to move at through this next phase, I think uh, we're well positioned um, to, to get to that next stage of getting bulk tonnes out to potential offtake partners. Right. So what, you're basically repurposing a uh, grain facility, is it? That's correct, Barry. Um, the shed is, is, is it's, it's very, very large shed. So it's, it's in excess of what our requirements would be. But uh, I guess having something bigger is better than having something that's too small and will outgrow. Right. Okay. Now, we've talked about the, the, the upgrade in the re- resource, but there's also, the company has other projects in that part of the world. I'm thinking Whitecap and White Hills. Um, which I imagine gives you a clue to uh, well, the white. Gives Correct. Us a clue why you went there? Um, get pick up your uh, your brilliant white uh, tailorite there. Um, what's uh, are you progressing those, or are you just focusing on the scoping study at this stage? So the the idea was to just we're going to go out there and do another phase of drilling, and we will go and hit those expiration prospects. The idea to to hit White Cap and White Hills was to demonstrate that we do have volume out at the project area and we do have volume of high specification very close to the existing deposit. So what we're demonstrating to to the market is is that we have the ability to add tonnes almost at will. Um, So on the back of this MRE update and the recommendations from CSA Global, we will look to go potentially go out there and do any additional drilling that we may need at Tampu, but that's not looking likely. But um, we'll roll the rig out there and we will we'll hit some more exploration targets and look for maiden mineral resource estimates at those locations. Mm. Um, potential MREs at those locations, though, um, your plan to become a uh, HPA uh, feedstock producer is not... Uh, it's not resource constrained. No, it's certainly not, Barry. The, the, just the Tampu deposit alone, mm. if we become uh, solely a HPA feedstock provider, there is many, 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 many years of mining just at Tampu alone. Just Tampu itself. Yeah. Okay. Um, the exchange doesn't like people talking about scoping studies, but I'm just trying to get a feel for the potential scale of this project without you having to uh, suggest any um, key metrics, but vis-a-vis the market cap, 14 million, um, given the quality, given the scale, and given the growing nature of the market, I'm just wondering, is that out of kilter, you think? I believe so, Barry. I I think um, there's a lot of misunderstanding of this space, and that generally uh, comes from a lack of understanding of what kaolin is in terms of in situ kaolin. There's good kaolin deposits and then there's not so good kaolin deposits. So um, a bit like iron ore, it's about the deleterious material that sits within mm-hmm. the iron ore. So it's not just about the iron craters, it's about the deleterious materials. Same with kaolin, it's, about, it's not just about the alumina head grade, it's about what is in there with the alumina. So, um, uh, again, we're coming back to the whole purity side of things. And mm. um, uh, as, as you mentioned, we are focused on the HPA. And um, today we haven't been in a position to wrap any numbers around this project. 
the scoping study is a preliminary economic estimate. And I believe at that point is when the market will start to take notice of Corella because we will have some some numbers wrapped around the project. Yeah, okay. Uh, there is an alternative uh, in the HBA market of uh, back engineering, for want of a better expression, of aluminium. But um, like we see in some other commodities, the, the natural sources can have a lower carbon footprint, uh, less uh, less energy consumption in making the end product. Um, do you see or do you sense in your discussions with people out there in the marketplace that that is uh, a worthwhile thing or do people don't care where they get their HBA from? I think people do care and I think the main driver, Barry, and I think that's where we will come out in front is cost per tonne to produce the, the HBA. So more economic as well? I believe that we will demonstrate in time that, yes, we will produce, um, and the, by all accounts, um, a, a better purity material at a cheaper cost per tonne. That's our aim, and, yeah, we hope to demonstrate that um, in, in the near future. Yeah, okay, so more economic plus lower emissions. And our byproduct looks like it's going to feed into a, a, another sort of high-value market, so... Uh, essentially, there won't be uh, a great deal of waste from this from this uh, project. Okay, talking about environmental things, is it a big consumer of water, and what's the situation with the yeah? yeah that's right, Barry. Like to do the screening, which is the first part of the processing step, does require water. Obviously, if you're going to be using um, water that's not pure water, you may uh, introduce deleterious material into your HPA feedstock. So. Yes, it will require um, high volumes of pure water. Um, it will be able to be recycled, the water, um, but we'll need to do work on what sort of recovery that will look like. But um, in short, yes, that is uh, something that we'll need to focus on. Um, if we become uh, purely a HPA provider, then um, the volumes that we're talking about per annum are not like in the iron ore space where we're moving millions of tonnes per annum. <laughs> so um, yeah. the, the volumes that we will move, it won't be um, difficult to move those tonnes to somewhere like Perth if we need to, to secure the right water supply. Right, okay. Uh, you've mentioned a couple of times uh, HPA um, feedstock is uh, but one of the potential revenue streams. What are the others in... Or are you focused solely on HBA? Oh, so, yeah, well, we are. Fo we're taking a top-down approach. We want to hit as much into the HPA space as we can. Um, but we are looking at other markets like specialised ceramics, so mm -hmm. used in motherboards for insulators in motherboards um, and other applications uh, for ceramics. So th there are other markets, but we are really focused on the HPA um, so uh, I guess in summary, when we mine, when we start mining and we take strip off the overburden and we're in the sort of uh, the stuff on the periphery that may not have that high purity specification, then that material might well be suitable for the ceramics market. But right. certainly once we get into this high purity core and within the announcement, the, the cross sections really tell it all for anyone that knows anything about mining and deposits. If you flick to the, I think it's page four, where you've got the cross sections and you can see that the, the high purity lens is very, very tight, it's very compact. So once we're into that high purity core, then that material really belongs in the HPA space. 
Yeah. And it does look very consistent and uh, very shallow. So what, a simple single open cut sort of operation? Yeah, there's a Bimaji Road which actually runs through to the Tampu infrastructure that we've acquired. Mm -hmm. Um, Basically splits the the deposit into two, um, what will end up being two small open pits is the way I envisage it. Um, But again, we can turn the tap on and find and add more tons almost at will. So what we've defined in the indicated category um, as announced, uh, that will underpin stage one of the mining operation. Um, what can you tell us about pricing in the HPA market? Um, and well, ceramic market as well, I guess. So there's obviously a, a, a wide price range and uh, how's the market been doing? Well, that's why we, we believe that we need to target um, the HPA space. We've demonstrated at the bench scale that we've, we can produce 5.9 purity and that currently sort of is in the range of about 40 to 70,000 AUD per tonne. So we're talking about some pretty serious numbers. Mm. And has that been uh, flat, rising? What's a, what's... It's been pretty consistent. The, the, the HPA market is an emerging market. Um, uh, so, and it's tied in with lithium ion batteries mm. and LEDs. So, um, you know, the market is, is gaining traction and, uh, by all forecasts, it's set to really take off in the, it, 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 along with the, the whole battery thematic. Okay. Now I see you, uh, had a placement in March. I was just wondering what the cash position is like to carry things forward. Yeah, we're currently sitting with about two and a half million as per our last quarterly. Um, and that'll certainly get us through this next phase of completing the scoping study, get on with uh, uh, access for an open test open pit um, and really get us advanced in the, the pilot plant phase. And you're the proud new owner of a big tin shed. Any plans to... Uh generate some revenue from raves ahead of time? (laughs) Not at this stage, Barry, but uh, we're certainly getting a lot of attention and, um, you know, we really really feel at home out in the Beacon community, so I wouldn't discount it. (laughs) First thing I do is get someone to paint a big Corella on the side of the thing. All right, mate. Well, it's got a white roof already, unfortunately, so... A white gorilla is probably not going to stand out greatly. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, true. Okay, so let's bring it all together, Tony, and just give investors a feel for what milestones they should be looking out for as uh, the rest of the year unfolds. Okay, so on the back of the upgraded MRE with the indicated material um, now reported, we will publish uh, uh, or report on a, a, a scoping study for the project. The scoping study will wrap some dollar signs around the numbers that we've produced from the MRE. We will, in conjunction, get some test pit, uh, open test pit operations underway where we can start to test and send off bulk samples for, for further offtake negotiations. We will we will spend a little bit of time at the shed to upgrade that you know, in, with the intention of getting a pilot plant out there. Right. Um, once we've got the scoping study, my focus will really shift towards offtake uh, at that point too. We are advanced in the offtake discussions, but you know there, there's there's processes, and you need to essentially prove to these offtake partners that you do have that purity of supply yeah. and that you do have the consistency of the supply. So. That's something that we've been working on and these test pit 
um, will be certainly a, a, a large piece in that puzzle. So there we go, folks. Interesting story, all inside a currently market cap $14 million. So lots to look out for in coming months as uh, Tony progresses tampoo towards production. So good luck with it all, Tony. Uh, interesting story. Thanks for your time and uh, we'll keep in touch. Sure, mate. Look forward to catching up with you again and maybe on the back of the scoping study. Mm-hmm.